Hi, my name is Joey Mayu. And I'm Andrew Shepard. And welcome back to the third installment of our podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about some news in the NBA and the NHL, including the recent uh, game against two of the best teams in each conference, the Raptors and the Warriors. We're also going to be talking about the Boston Celtics and their eight-game win streak. And next, we're going to be talking about the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that everyone expected to be in the top four of seeding in the Eastern Conference last year, but has proved that this year is their year. Transitioning from that, we're going to go into the NHL, talking about the recent clash between the Lightning and the Maple Leafs, two of the best teams in the NHL right now game that happened recently talk about how that matchup could play out in the playoffs this year then we're going to talk about calgary a team that has everyone was going to think would be a wild card team going to the year but it's now on atop the eastern the western conference so to start it off uh we're going back to the raptors warriors game that took place about a week ago uh, the Raptors ended up beating the Warriors 113-93 to in that game with Pascal Saikam, Serge Ibaka, and Kyle Lowry leading the scoring for them. On the Warriors' side, Kevin Durant led the Warriors with 30 points. However, the rest of the team just couldn't get going. Steph Curry only putting up 10 points in that matchup. Yeah, the fans left with under 10 minutes remaining. That exit was packed. Yeah, the game it was it was very one sided the whole time. At the half, uh, the Raptors were already up by sixteen, and they just kept running away with it. The Warriors did not look very sharp in that game, um, and it's hard to know where they're going to be at come playoff time. If they're still going to be you know at the top of their game, or if they're going to be looking like they did when they played the Raptors, sort of down there at the bottom. Yeah, the Warriors are on their downfall, it appears. I know it's just one game, but they're 19-10. and 10. Now, you'd expect them to have the same record as the Raptors, but they've just lost some silly games, and they've lost Steph Curry for a little bit of time with the injury. They need DeMarcus Cousins back, but it doesn't appear he's not going to be back until 2019. Yeah, Steph Curry going out definitely hurt them during that stretch. Uh, they lost games that you know maybe they probably should have won. Um but he's still averaging uh, close to 30 points along with Kevin Durant. Uh, they've been leading the scoring for this team. Kevin Durant sort of picking it up, uh, picking up Steph Curry's load while Curry was out. Durant, in the last few games that Curry was out, averaging almost 50 points per game during that stretch. Now, the role of Draymond Green and Clay Thompson – they have both also been uh, very, very important fundamental pieces to this Warriors team. Draymond Green leading the team in assists and steals. Yeah, Draymond was injured for a bit of time, but he's obviously came back and continued his pace. I'd like to see how he plays, bringing his solid defense and offense to the floor. So the Warriors currently sit uh, at a tie for first place in the Western Conference. Uh, they've played two more games in the Nuggets with one more win and one more loss than them. And right now the Raptors are sitting on top of the Eastern Conference at 23-7. and Now it's looking like the Raptors have been super hot and super dominant, and it looks like they might be able to hold on to this one seed throughout. 
but a few other teams are hot on their trail in the Bucks, Pacers, and Celtics. Now, that number two team, the Bucks, how do you think that they will be able to perform down the stretch and maybe catch up to the Raptors? I think the Bucks definitely have the depth to get it done. They have Malcolm Brogdon, the 2016 Rookie of the Year, who started to really turn it around. Eric Bledsoe, their prized trade trade possession, who they got from Phoenix in the um, Greg Monroe trade. They also have Chris Middleton, who's a really good spot-up shooter and has been a key piece of their team this year. They have Brooke Lopez, the center they acquired in free agency, who's been putting up easy buckets. And now they have the Greek freak. I mean, Giannis is obviously a freak of nature and really shows why LeBron James is having to work as hard as every single day. Giannis is the future of the league, and now he's the future of this team. I think Giannis needs to keep producing, and if everyone stays healthy on their team and they get good bench minutes from George Hill, they should be okay. Yeah, Giannis has come out as one of the most dominant players in the NBA right now. Uh, a few nights ago, however, when the Bucks played the Pacers, they suffered a big loss to the Pacers in that game. Giannis only putting up 12 points in that game, with Eric Bledsoe leading the scoring with 26. Now, the Pacers are in third place right now in the conference, and they've been looking pretty hot. They've won six games in a row. But I think the biggest challenge uh, in that Eastern Conference for the Raptors and Bucks could be the surging Celtics who just passed the 76ers and are now in fourth place in the conference. Yeah, the, the Celtics have looked really good this year. I mean, going off what we said in the last podcast about how Gordon, Gordon Hayward has stepped in, I mean, he really has. He had a little stint last week about on his injury, but he's, he appears that he's ready to come back. I mean, the Celtics have overcame so many injuries as of late. It's just been really helpful for them to have good guys who can come in and really produce for the team. Right now, Al Horford is out with a minor injury, but he'll be back very soon. And in his absence, the Celtics have not faltered at all. Kyrie Irving has been as dominant as ever. He's leading the team in points per game with over 20 points a game. Jason Tatum has looked great in the paint, as he was expected to. He's been leading the team in rebounds. He's been putting up great buckets in the paint. He's been dominating in there against some of the best forwards in the game. Uh, the Celtics, while they have had a relatively easy schedule, uh, this could be the confidence builder that they've needed uh, to you know, get a winning streak started. Now there are eight games in a row, and they had a very impressive dominant win against the New Orleans, Pel- New Orleans Pelicans. Celtics in that game were without Kyrie Irving and Al Horford, and they still managed to put up 113 points. Now, the big player who has come out in recent games has been Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris has been going off lately. In that game against New Orleans, he had 31 points. In a game recently against the Wizards, Morris put up another 27 points. Now, Morris has been a great forward coming off the bench, but now, with Al Horford out right now, he could be a, another big man that comes out and uh, starts for the Celtics uh, on a regular basis now. Now, transitioning over to the NHL, the game of the week last week was easily the Lightning versus Maple Leafs game. 
Now, this was an interesting game. The coach, John Cooper, had an interesting choice to make beforehand. Andre Vasilevsky had been cleared and could have played. And Louis Domingue, who has been red hot during his time at starter, winning seven in a row leading up to the game, he could have started as well. Cooper made the decision to start Vasilevsky. He felt Vasilevsky was ready to get in there and really make his saves, and boy, did he do that. So Vasilevsky started off giving up a goal early, and obviously that didn't stop him. The Lightning fired back on on the Maple Leafs' next power play, with Anthony Sorelli scoring a nice shorthanded goal. Then going into the second period with the game tied 1-1, Nikita Kucherov launched a power play goal into the net, which had to be reviewed but was upheld. Then Alex Kuhn and Tyler Johnson scored and 38 seconds apart, and then the Lightning pretty much held on from there. But Andre Vasilevsky made 48 saves, proving that he's back and he's perfectly fine. Yeah, Vasilevsky, while he was out for a period of time, I think uh, Louis Domingue came in and he filled the role very well, uh, getting big wins against good teams like the Avalanche, the Bruins, and the Sabres. Uh, the Lightning have continued their very hot winning streak. Uh, we've got a few tough games coming up against Calgary and Winnipeg, but Lightning have looked red hot. They've looked unstoppable. Uh, and being led by Nikita Kucherov in uh, points, Braden Point uh, has led them in goals scored this year. Uh, those uh, front line of the Lightning has looked almost unbeatable for them right now. Yeah, Braden Point has definitely been a game changer this year. I mean, coming into next last year, he was expected to take a step. But now in this year, no one expected him to be as good as he's been as of late. Braden Point has had 41 points and 21 goals along with 21 assists. He's looked very impressive, and honestly, it's a lot to see how Tampa Bay can use their cap space and the ability to trade players away just to keep this career this cramp for this franchise cornerstone caliber player so coming up on december 20th the lightning will be playing calgary another really hot team in the league now calgary they've won a lot of their past games they've won five out of their last six and they've been looking very dominant they've been scoring a lot of goals in those games uh one recent win where they won nine to six over a team, another where they scored six goals, and another where they scored five goals. Now, what do you think has been the key to the Calgary uh, Flames' success so far? It's easily been Sean Monahan, Johnny Goodrew, and Matthew Catchup. Now, all right, let's redo that one. Ready? Yep. It's easily been Sean Monahan, Johnny Goodrew, and Matthew Kachuk. Those three have scored 117 combined points this season, and that's just absurd. These guys, everyone thought Calgary would be a minor, or somewhat of a wild card team going in this year, but no one expected them to be taking over the West nearing the Christmas break. Johnny Goudreau is, is their best player and has been for many years. Sean Monaghan is really stepping into his own as, his, as the starting center for them. And Matthew Ch- K- Kachuk has been also been very well, even though he's 21 years old. Yeah, the Flames right now have been dominating the Pacific Division. Uh, they came from about like a third place uh, 
role, and now they're in first place overtaking San Jose. They're only a couple points behind Winnipeg Jets and the National Predators. In fact, Calgary recently had a win against Nashville, one of the wide, widely considered one of the best teams in the NHL. Now, in that game for the Flames, uh, none of those big guys scored except for Sean Monaghan. However, Elias Lindholm had a goal along with Garnett Hathaway, guys coming off of the second line for the Flames, but who have also been playing very well for them. Yeah. Uh, overall this season, Elias Lindholm has had 34 points with 16 goals scored on the season. Yeah, Calgary's look really impressive this year. I expect them to keep this pace up with a little bit of a drop-off throughout the year. Calgary should be in the playoffs this year unless some crazy scenario happens. And maybe potentially the best team of the West with Nashville obviously suffering from the loss of P.K. Subban. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about the Predators now. Uh, the Predators have also been on a tear this season. Um, however, they did have that uh, recent loss to Calgary, along with another loss to the Canucks earlier. However, they redeemed that with a win against the Canucks, 4-3 in overtime uh, for the Predators. Colton Sissons and Nick Benino scoring. Now, the Predators have not been as hot as we thought they would be. Many thought that they would easily be one of the most dominant teams in the league. But they've sort of cooled off uh, now coming into the middle stretch of the season. And it looks like uh, their winning streak uh, might be uh, coming to an end. However, it still looks like they'll be a good playoff contender. What do you think? Yeah, Nashville's been really good. Ever since they hung three banners in the beginning of the year, they've proved why they need a fourth. Now, Nashville is obviously your favorite in the West. They were last year, but thanks to the um, curse of winning the President's Trophy, they got dumped by the Winnipeg Jets in the second round. Now, does that mean they can't? They won't win it this year? No. They obviously have the core to do it, and Pekka Rene has been nothing but incredible this year. Ever since he got hurt, he came back and played the Tampa Bay Lightning and shut them and held them to only one goal despite a really intense third period push. Pekka Rene has been doing phenomenal this year. And with backup Dream Soros being a top five prospect in the league, Nashville is definitely in a good spot for the future. Yeah, Rene with a nine twenty nine save percentage, definitely been one of the more consistent goalies in the league so far. Nashville with the least amount of goals allowed uh, through this season so far, uh, with about 80 goals allowed so far in the season. Uh, they haven't really had one star shining on offense. Uh, Ryan Johansson leading them with just 26 points, uh, five goals, 21 assists. Leading them in goals scored uh, is Phil Forsberg. So they don't really have anyone that's carrying the load or dominating against teams. But all around, they're one of the more well-rounded teams in the league. I think this could definitely poise them for a very good playoff run uh, down the stretch. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, I've been Joey Mayu. And I'm Andrew Shepard. And thank you for listening to us. Uh, uh, once again, that was uh, coverage of the NBA uh, looking at the top teams there. Uh, for our next podcast, we are going to be covering 
uh, the NFL more in-depth, uh, well, definitely more in-depth look at the playoffs with uh, more coverage on the wild card teams. Yes, Thank you. It's been a very interesting chase so far. Thank you for watching. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.